All things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta get doxology to God hollow because this is how we do it at All Things Theology. Yo, 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 grace and peace, guys. Welcome back to another episode of All Things Theology, where I'm your host, K-Dub. And today we're going to do something a little different. We're going to have a friendly, cordial discussion. But before we get into that, make sure you like this video. Subscribe to the channel if you're not. And as always, click the notification bell so you'll be aware when I drop content. So, like I said, if many of you guys were watching my live stream I did earlier, um, I, I told you guys I was going to be having a cordial conversation over the subject of baptism salvation and we'll see where else we lead so uh i'm, I'm gonna bring on my, my guest patrick man how about you introduce yourself to the people man what's going on guys how y'all doing i'm patrick good to be here <laughs> yeah man so uh patrick hit me up uh not too long ago in an email um he he expressed that uh you know he had some disagreement with me in a very respectful manner by the way um, and I responded back. I said, Hey man, you want to, you want to do something? You want to, you want to discuss our differences publicly? And Patrick was more than willing to do so. And here we are, right? Uh, here we are. Absolutely. We, 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 we came to discuss, uh, the manner of salvation because I, I'm sure if you're anything like me, you believe that the topic is very important, right? Uh, it's not over the color of pews in the chair, uh, in the church, right? It's something of importance, like, how God has said how to be saved. And so, so that's why we're here. Um, you know, if, if you would like, you can kind of, I don't, because I don't want to uh, describe your position for you. Uh, I'll, I will let you uh, describe your position for yourself, for the people. So if you want to, you know, take a couple minutes just to share what you believe about that, you go ahead, man. Before we get started, man. Yes. Quick prayer by you and myself. Oh, go you go ahead. I don't like to do nothing without praying. Okay, I feel you. How, how about this? I'll send my show. I, I'll, I'll do it. Okay. Yes, All sir. Right. Well, Father, we thank you just for bringing us here, Lord. I pray that you would bless the show, bless bless the people, Lord, that hear it, uh, and ultimately may your may your name, may your word be magnified, Lord. And thank so, you, Lord. Um, Hallelujah. Yes, may we uh, come to the truth and may we honor the truth and and worship you, who are the God of truth. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, Appreciate man. that, man. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you. So yeah, the floor um, is yours, man. Okay. Well, my stance is um I believe in the fullness of the scripture. I believe in what the Bible says, but I also believe in uh understanding things in full context. Um there's a lot of individuals. Um when it comes down to the scripture, a lot of people love to dive into the scriptures, but the scriptures gives us a clear um guideline on what we're supposed to do, which is in Second Timothy two and fifteen, it says study. To show thyself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So that's what I believe. I believe in the whole concept of the word of God and the truth of the word of God and making sure that I rightly divide it. And so that's why I'm here on tonight. All right. And so let's just let's just get into the doctrine of salvation. OK, so so because when yes, you sir. hit me up and like I said, I'm, I'm willing to go either direction you want to. I'll kind of. Mm -hmm. I'll see where the spirit leads us. How about that? <laughs> when, uh, yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. You expressed that you believe that baptism and speaking in tongues was is necessary for salvation. Um, do you want to elaborate on that? And feel free. Uh, yeah. First, first, I, I'll, I'll hit on baptism. Mm -hmm. um, well, I have a question for you pertaining to baptism. First mm -hmm. of all, I would ask you. Um, 
I think I heard you speak. Of, matter of fact, I know I heard you speak about baptism being a work. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, it, um, we differ. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, w- I would ask you, why do you see baptism as a work? Well, I see baptism as a work because essentially it's a command of God. It's a command of God that we are to do, um, that he's commanded for us to do. So put like this. If you don't agree with the term work, it's a command. Okay. I, I think you would. I think you I would agree. clearly. Okay, okay. So it's a command that God uh, says to do. Put it like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's yes. essentially why I would say it's a work. But um, definitely it's a command. Okay. So if you understand, according to the scripture, that's, that it is a command. So just say, for instance, we go over to Matthew 28, 19, and it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things, whatsoever things I have commanded you. Right. Okay. So I want to ask you a question. When did a commandment become obsolete or optional? It's not optional. It's, okay. It's not optional. So if, if a commandment is not obsolete or optional, where do you come in and say, their baptism being a command is optional. Here, here, here. Well, again, I'll, I'll repeat what I just said. It's not optional. The the confl- yes. the conflation. I agree. Okay, yeah. The conflation is that it's necessary for salvation. Because I would come back and argue: When has God ever said that something other than faith merits merits our justification? So I, I'm thinking mm-hmm. of scriptures like uh, Romans three twenty eight, Ephesians two mm-hmm. eight, uh, Titus three five which says that we're saved apart from our works, apart from okay. the obe- apart from any obedience that we ourselves do. So it's necessary and I think it's important that I say this. It's necessary but the but the emphasis I would add or argue is necessary for what? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. So that's and I would argue necessary because God has commanded it not for our justification our right standing with God. That's what I would argue. Now, when you say justification or right standing with God, all right, now you said it was a commandment and you said it's not for justification or right standing with God. But if he commanded something, wouldn't that put you in right standing? And have, is that how he justified you through your obedience to what he said do? Absolutely not. Because if salvation was based on uh, our obedience, Romans 4, mm-hmm. Romans 4 says we would have something to boast in, right? We could we could point to us as the reason. or it Also, also, if justification was based on our obedience, our works, or, you know, something that what we do, no one will be ever saved <laughs> because God requires perfect obedience, not grading on a curve. Right. It's not a 98 right. ain't good enough. Right. I think we would have mm-hmm. uh, you need 110 in God's holy, right. holiness standard, so to speak. I think you get what I'm alluding to. And so uh, yes. it's 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 so you, I would argue if if. The commandments or the, or workspace was would be the route. It would have to be perfect in that manner, and hopefully you're not arguing for that. No, okay. What I'm arguing for? No, no, no. And what I'm just saying is, when it, when you see in the scripture and it's a commandment, the only thing I would ask is, can you give me any scripture to show that it's optional or it's it's no longer in place as far as what they did salvation wise. Is there any scripture that you can re, give? Re, sorry, re, re, repeat that again. I just want to make sure I hear you. Okay, according to the scripture, it says Matthew 28, 19. Right. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Now, you say baptism is not essential for, for salvation, right? Correct. That's your stance. I want to be clear. Correct. Okay. One does not 
and, and let me clarify one does not have to okay. get baptized to be saved okay can you prove that in the scripture oh absolutely yes i would uh, like to see that yes i mean uh you have the thief on the cross that's one huge elephant in the room <laughs> he didn't get okay. back go, go ahead hold on well let me let me let me no, finish no, no, my no, sentence no, okay appreciate it yes, patrick sir. He didn't get baptized, but clearly Jesus welcomed him into the kingdom. And so that shows that he was in right standing with God. He was allowed to, you know, I, I think we I think we will both argue that he was saved. The issue is or would you argue he was he wasn't saved? No, 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 no. I agree that he was okay. saved. OK, but there is a comma. But behind. my. OK, okay. all right. I'll, I'll let you I'll let you respond to that. OK. When people argue the thief on the cross. We got to We have to agree. This was under the Old Testament. This was under the Old Covenant. This was under the Old Covenant. Jesus had not died yet. They were still under the law when the thief on when the thief died. They were still under the law. New Covenant hadn't came into effect yet. The New Covenant did not come into effect until Jesus died. So under the Old Covenant, he was saved. Now we understand Jesus being God, he could do what he wanted to. Do. All right, but. There's, there's another thing. Some people say, well, you know, he wasn't baptized. You cannot give me one scripture to show that he was not baptized. We only know him from being on the cross and known him to be a thief. But there's not one scripture to prove that he was not baptized first. But that's not my point. My point is they were still under the old covenant, which new covenant salvation had not taken place yet. Jesus came to fulfill the law, which he did and which he became our blood sacrifice. For the remission of our sin and then when he came back he ushered in the new testament and under the new testament that's where we find matthew 28 19 it says so and this is after the death this is not before the death correct matthew 28 19 says go ye therefore the commandment comes in after the old covenant is ushered out okay the new covenant is ushered in and under the new covenant before it is fulfilled in acts uh, chapter 2 jesus said Go ye therefore and teach all nations. And we know verse 20 says, and he command in whatsoever I command you. So there you can't use the thief on a cross. Neither could I as for salvation. Was he saved up under the old covenant? Absolutely. 100% would not agree that I agree. We agree that. But when it comes down to new, when it comes down to the new covenant, that is no longer applicable unless you're trying to apply, uh, apply the law. And of course, from what I've seen in one of your videos, you are not a Hebrew Israelite. So do you believe <laughs> that the gospel changed in the old from the old covenant to the new covenant? Because that's what it sounds like you're saying. There was two no, ways no, no. of salvation no, no. or two requirements. I'm not, I'm not saying that it changed. But what I'm saying is the covenant changed what they were required to do. Because think about this. OK, then under the old covenant. Sacrifice of bloods and bulls and goats. Are we still doing that? It was never required for salvation. No, no. Okay. When they sinned, what did they have to do? They would have to slay an animal, a, a goat, a, a blameless so, male so animal. It, so basically, it was if they didn't do that, they had sin on them. Sure. They were considered guilty. Okay. Abraham's covenant, circumcision. Is that still New Testament? That's that's old covenant. Uh, so so no one, no one's arguing that there hasn't been uh, changes in the covenant. But no, well, I, I would argue the gospel hasn't changed. That's what I'm no, arguing. I, I, didn't, I never said the gospel didn't change. But what I'm saying is things that we're required to do under the old covenant, quote unquote, to be right with the Lord under the old covenant. You do not have to do those things in a new covenant. 
Okay, so the gospel didn't change, right? The gospel was still, the good news was still the prophets coming and saying, the, the Savior is coming, he's coming, he's coming, until he gets on the scene and he shows up and he no longer says, he's coming. Jesus gets on the scene and says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God is at hand. He says, I'm no longer being prophesied about, I'm no longer being, I'm no longer coming to the scene, I'm here now. I'm here now. This is what you've heard about down through the years. And remember what the scripture says. The law was our schoolmaster to show us how wrong we were to bring us unto who? Jesus Christ. So if it was to bring us to Jesus Christ and Jesus said, go ye therefore at that point, and it was a commandment, and we are to look unto him to, for the righteousness, then where do we need to go from here? If he said, I, I have a question for you. Do you ever refute, refute anyone teaching? Have you ever said that's optional. We ain't really got to do that to be saved. I'm not. I'm not arguing baptism is optional. Okay, so you're saying it's you, it's necessary. Yes. The, the, so, the, 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 here's where we're disagreeing, because I okay. want to make sure we get the disagreement. I'm saying, yeah. what we must do God's commandments, right? Everything mm -hmm. He has said to do, we must do. Yes. The issue where I'm saying is, any any act of obedience we add to the gospel to be saved, I'll say no. So if one wants to argue, because that's what, that's actually what I was getting ready to ask you. Does one have to teach all the nations in order to be saved? No, we know it doesn't mean that. Well, hold on. Why, why not? Because <laughs> no, no, you, no. you've added baptism to salvation. Okay. Why not now, all the nations clarify. in Matthew 28? You know what I'm saying? Let, let me clarify. Please okay. do. Thank you. The way you said it, I agree to the way that you said it. Mm -hmm. But what I will say is this. According to the commandment, teaching must go to all the nations. Okay. Teaching must go to all the nations. Now, another thing I will ask you is this. You said it's not essential for salvation, but I want to ask you this. When they went over unto Jerusalem in the book of Acts, and the Holy Ghost came in Acts 2, in verse 37, when the men and brethren said, they they're talking to Peter, they said, men and brethren, what must we do? What does that mean to you? Let's go there. Yes. Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Yep, yep. This is a, a favorite text of those who like to uh, <clears throat> um, add what I would argue, baptism. No, no, no I'm not adding baptism. I'm well, not, you, well you are. I want you to do. You I are want, adding baptism. No, no, I'm not. It's a commandment. I'm not, I didn't add anything. It didn't say Patrick said. It says Jesus spoke this. So what? I, what? I, what my point is. Well, this is the apostles. So just to be fair, this is what the apostles are saying. No, no, no. It was Jesus in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. No, you said Acts, you'd Acts, you said Acts two. No, I told you to go Acts two, and I want to see what the people are asking Peter. No, no, no. Acts Matthew. Yeah, they're asking, what, what shall we do to be saved? Yes. Okay. Yes. That was my point. They're yes. asking what they, they must do to be saved. Now, what was Peter's reply? Yes, he says, repent. And be baptized each every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. For their promise is for you and your children and for all who are off, everyone who whom the Lord calls to himself. Okay. Now, do you believe what that scripture just says? Yes, I do believe what it says. We would have different understandings of it. Absolutely. Which I understand that. Yeah. I understand that. Now, when his reply to them when they asked the question. I was, let me rephrase that. Okay. His reply to them when they asked the question was, 
no hesitation. He didn't say, just believe on the Lord with all your heart and you will be saved. He didn't say that. I wouldn't say it either. <laughs> right. He didn't say that. He goes into, he specifically says what he does. Now watch this. The catch is verse 42. Mm -hmm. The scripture says, and they continue mm -hmm. steadfastly in the apostles doctrine. Now, mm -hmm. what was their doctrine? What was their teaching? The apostles was doctrine? It what did, was it not what Peter just spoke in Acts it was, 38? It was everything. It, was, okay, it, it was, wasn't one it, thing. It was a, a, it was it was a, right. It was a lot of a lot of things that the apostles taught. But I want to ask you this: everywhere that we see someone filled with the Holy Ghost in the Scripture, or quote unquote get saved in the Scripture, can you show me one Scripture that where they were not baptized in the Scripture? I know you probably go you probably gonna go to Acts nine where Paul in the conversion. But you can't really use that because later on in the scripture, I already know for a fact, Paul going to speak about baptism and he's going to speak about being filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in the tongue. I got that. Okay. But can you show me one scripture? Just one. <laughs> I need one. Show me one scripture. Yeah. Where somebody got saved and they said there was no baptism, no speaking in tongues whatsoever. None. Oh, yeah. I'll give you one. Um Okay. Where is it at? And this this have to be this have to be when a new covenant came on the scene. You can't go back Old Testament. Oh yeah, that's under the Old Covenant. Again, <laughs> I, I, well, one I would argue that you are having two different gospels. If you say, well, the gospel was it was required in the New Testament, but not in the new, uh, Old Testament. But I'll give you New Testament just for the sake of argument. Well, when you look at the scripture, what does the scripture start talking about? The gospel, the good news in the Old Testament. And then I would, you know what, I would agree and say Old Testament because Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is still up under the Old Testament. But but even then, Paul says that Abraham believed the gospel. Can you show me what Abraham believed oh, the gospel? Yes. No, absolutely. no, no. Those words are did he say something else? No, no. I'll, I'll show you. <laughs> okay. I the mean, gospel. The gospel is a New Testament. No. Right. Right. Hold on. Let me. Uh, Galatians three. Mm-hmm. Let me find the specific verse. Because I don't know if I ever see where it says uh, Abraham believed the gospel. Yeah. I know Abraham uh, had faith. The gospel was preached to Abraham. Uh, that's the exact language. Uh, okay. Galatians 3.8. It says, and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the, uh, the sorry, mm -hmm. let me start over. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel mm -hmm. before, beforehand to Abraham saying, in you shall all nations be blessed. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. Abraham knew the gospel. Absolutely. Well, no, no, no. In, in that perspective, the way you just presented it, and then when you read the scriptures, I was like, okay. But I thought, I mean, the way that you worded it previously, I was like, I know that's not in there, but go ahead. Okay. So I want to give you a, a text and where someone wasn't baptized, but they were, uh, they weren't baptized. Okay. Okay. Uh, go ahead. So in the in the in the Church of Corinthians, you have uh, right there's as you know, uh, there's division going on in the church. Uh, first, mm -hmm. first Corinthians one, I'll start at, uh, I'll start at verse 10, but the verses I want to really, uh, emphasize is, uh, 14 and 15. So uh, is this chapter one? Yes. Yes. Chapter one. Okay. I want to, okay. I'm gonna follow along with you. First Corinthians chapter one. That's correct. Let me know when you okay. get there. Just so we're, we're on the same page. First Corinthians one. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm there with you. And starting are you reading New, New King James Version or King James Version? I, I, I read ESV, but if, if you are... I understand. Okay. okay. All right. right. He's, Paul says, God's word says, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there no, be no 
the vengeance among you, but that you be united in the same minds, same judgment. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there is quarreling among you, my brothers. What I mean is that each one of you says, I follow Paul, or I follow Paulus, or I follow Cephas, or I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized into the name of Paul? Right? Paul's obviously using sarcasm here. Uh, verse 14. I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius so that mm -hmm. no no one may say that you were baptized in my name. And so and then he goes, I did baptize also the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized anyone else. So for Christ mm -hmm. did not send me to baptize. No right. distinction, but to preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so, and let me, let me finish on just so I finish the rest of the verse and not with words of yes. eloquent wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of his power. So Paul actually distinguishes the gospel from baptism. But I, I, I agree. I agree with what you just said, but watch I, this. Okay, go he ahead. Never said, he, he never said that any of them were not baptized when they received salvation. He just says, I was not sent to baptize. I totally agree with that. He said it in the scripture. But watch this. This is this is where you're going to have a problem. Okay. You, not me. Okay. This is where you're going to have a problem. Okay. Everywhere else, you tell me when Paul came on the scene and he met people that had not received the gospel and he gave them the gospel, tell me he didn't mention baptism. Tell me he didn't use baptism. You got, I can give you the full, you got scripture. Go ahead and prove it. So, so here's what I would I'll say. Wait. Here's why I brought up this verse. If God's, if baptism is necessary for salvation, as you stated, Paul is a false Absolutely. teacher. Paul has to be a no, false teacher. Here, here's why. Let me explain why. Yes. Because he's saying, I ain't baptized none of you guys. I, but all I did was preach the gospel to y'all. So, But according to what you said, he left. He did not do something that was actually required for them to get saved. Brother, can I, can I say this? Can I say this and interject what you what you just read. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to 1 Corinthians where you just read. Absolutely. Now, he just gave multiple accounts where he actually baptized people. And he says he didn't baptize none of them. But watch this. Right. They were either baptized by by uh, Peter or somebody else <laughs> in that camp. Because they said, he said this. Let's go back to the verse that you just said. Okay. He said, but I thank God that I baptized none of you. He's talking to the group there. Okay. At Christmas and Gaius. Lest any should say I baptize in my own name. The problem was is this, the problem is this. Now, if we're going to do this and exegete the scripture, we got to read it in proper context. The problem, the problem is this. Paul is saying he's not saying that they were not baptized. He said I did not baptize any of you. Not that you were not baptized. If you could show me where it says in the scripture right then and there where none of those brothers were baptized, actually, you could go back up to the to the beginning of the scripture and you can see that they were arguing, saying, I'm baptized. I was this and that. I'm in Paul. I'm in Cephas. He never said they were not baptized. He just said, I did not baptize you. OK, so why did what? So I guess this question, why did Paul baptize these particular individuals and, and left the rest? Well, that's a question for that's a that's a question for both of us to research, because he could have been with them at a certain time. They could have met there afterwards because when now when he went to Acts 19 at Ephesus, John's disciple was already baptized. Now, watch this. I'm going to show you now the, the, the essential, the, the necessity of baptism. Acts chapter 19, well, verse well, one through six. Well, 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 before we go to Acts 19, I, I do. So, okay. yes, so, sir. Because even if I let's say, OK, I grant you. OK, yeah, I think you could be right on what you're saying about uh, someone else could baptize. The essential part for me is verse 17. That really, yes, I think I, I 
you know, I'm trying to be as fair as possible, Pat Patrick. And, no, no, no. Yes, you know, sir. I think like, you're being fair. Okay, yes, appreciate sir. appreciate it. I think I, I I believe verse 17 would actually cause your position a lot of trouble. Here's why. Here, 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 here's why I say that. You know, I'm trying I'm to, be, I'm trying to appreciate it, man. <laughs> here's why I say. It. And, and, and for those who are listening, I, I, I hope what we're doing right here is, um, you know, demonstrating people who yes. passionately disagree, but passionately are respectful to one another. I, I think you, so. Right. I, Patrick has been very respectful in this conversation. I hope I've extended the same grace yes, to you. Thanks. And so, uh, with that said, I think verse 17 would would cause uh, some problems for your position because if baptism is so essential to the gospel and salvation if paul did not if paul saying christ did not send me to baptize well hold on paul Mm -hmm. if baptism is necessary to the gospel and salvation then christ did send you to do that i agree with what you're saying if you look at it from that perspective i agree however i have to look at it from what paul was saying Okay. Paul was letting them know my sole purpose here is not for baptism. My sole purpose here is to preach the gospel. Now, okay. in the process of preaching a gospel, what I will do is this. I will tell you the truth of the gospel and I will stick to it. However, if it comes down to it and you need baptism, I will. But I I wasn't here. Now, I, let's look at the scripture. John was sitting here for what purpose? To baptize mm-hmm. and to say the kingdom of God. That's what John's purpose was. Paul says, I was sent here to be an apostle to the Gentiles. And in the process of that, watch this. When that scripture says, I want you to remember what I said earlier in Acts 2 and 42. It said, they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. If you, you know the scripture because you've read it, every scripture you see an interaction with the apostles, and a person that was not saved or they were introducing the gospel to, for example, they were getting baptized. Huh? They, they were immediately getting baptized. I agree. So if I if agree were, now, my my question with this, I would have to pitch this back to you the, for it for it to be something that critical or crucial that even every time they stopped somewhere, it was mentioned or it was matter of fact, it wasn't just mentioned. It was preached. It was taught and it was practiced. Now, watch this. When Philip was on the um, in Acts 8, I think 32, when Philip was came and the spirit said, go to the Ethiopian eunuch, and he joined him in the chariot. The scripture says, Philip says, do you do you understand what you're saying? And the man, the man says, how can I understand this except someone to teach me, right? Right, right. So watch this. When you continue to read on the scripture, the man said about the sheep, uh, the, the, the lamb in the slaughter, and he began to talk to him about stuff. He said, who is he talking to? Is he talking about somebody else? Or is he talking about himself? Right. The scripture says, Philip opened his mouth and talked him jesus right now watch this the next thing they see and i'm gonna show you when it comes down to acts 2 and 42 that the apostle doctrine is repentance baptism in jesus name and then filling the holy ghost every single where they went they taught this they preached this they practiced this i promise you if you want to go there i'll show you in the scripture so the scripture lets us know the next thing we read is this the ethiopian you said i take heed to what you said i'm paraphrasing i believe it Here's water. What hinders me to be baptized? Right. So if it was not essential, why is it that? Matter of fact, we see baptism there. Let's look at Acts 16, the Philippian jailer. The scripture said he took, he said, what must I do? Paul told him, believe on the Lord Jesus. He went there and afterwards he, the scripture says he washed their scars and stuff. But the scripture says they took him and they, they began to 
to, to be in his household. And the next thing you know, in the middle of the night, they're going to get baptized after they told him to believe on the Lord. So wait a minute. If they told him to believe on the Lord and he said he did believe, why in the world is he being taken to be baptized in the middle of the night? Not just him, him and his household. Because if you look at the scripture, if you look at the scripture and you really, really focus on the scripture, why are they teaching this doctrine? Hold on, hold on. Time out. Because it's a Christian practice. Uh, just like, uh, you know, when Christians are in the church, they take communion. Uh, so it, 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 it would be very odd to say, well, um, you know, you know, because I, I, I would assume you don't think communion is necessary to be saved, right? Didn't say that. Never said that. Uh, I, I agree. I, I was just yes. asking for clarity. But it would yes. be odd for someone to say, well, they did it in the Bible. That, that's your argument for baptism. What did, no, no, no. What did we agree on in the beginning that baptism was? I don't know if we came to agree. Uh, yes, we did. We said we agreed that baptism is a commandment. So is communion. Watch this. If commun did they do did they did they take communion? Yes. Okay. Now watch this. Yes. <laughs> everywhere, hold on. Everywhere did they go? Everywhere they went? Did they baptize? Yes. Why did they baptize? Because Jesus commanded to. Because Jesus, when if you can do this for me, Matthew twenty-eight. No, 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 not Matthew okay. twenty-eight. Tell me. When we have the power to change the commandment when God gives it. We don't. Or make it <laughs> we don't. Obsolete. We don't. So if, oh, do you know? So do me a favor. Tell me what a commandment is. Tell me what a commandment is. Because I don't know if I understand what you, 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 because I know you said it was with works or whatever, but there's a difference between a commandment and works. All right. Okay. So, 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 so what is the good works and the bad works? What? So. When I say works, What's I'm speaking. Command? I'm speaking of good works. So, what is the difference between works and a commandment? That so you're you're making the distinction. When people speak about now, I'm on, I'm not speaking about good works here. I'm talking about works. Like when people say baptism is a work, I don't need to do that because it's something I need to do or whatever. You ever looked at John chapter fifteen? By the way, Jesus I, I wanted them to look. By the way, I wouldn't agree with that. What What do you mean? I, I, you said you said some people say right and, and, and get this we can clear, clarify okay I want, I want yeah to... yeah yeah so when people you said some people say well uh god demand, commands it as a work then i don't need to do it i, I wouldn't agree with that i say oh, okay no no no. Oh, okay no no i, I, I just I wanted clarity oh that's all yes, yes. that's all i was but, just i was just throwing something out okay there. that's cool you, yeah you can go ahead you got, i just Sorry, wanted to make sure because i also just remember we got people listening too so I don't want yes. them to think that's what I'm saying. No, no, you, I was using that no apology. Yeah, you're good. Yes. You're good. Okay. Okay. So when I look at, when you look at works, all right, for that example, I would say, okay, when you are, some people may consider fasting a work because you're doing something unto the Lord. You know, I'm just talking about the good stuff. All right. And they may say, what are you, what are you always praying for or whatever? Cause you're doing something. It's a work. It's something you do. It's something you do. I said, okay, if you're looking at it from that perspective, then we go to John chapter 15, I think it's verse seven through eight. Jesus said he commanded his disciples to love one another. Mm -hmm. He didn't, it was not optional. Right. He said, if you don't do this, you're not my friends. Right. He says, I command you that you love one another. Mm -hmm. Now, is that optional? Absolutely. It isn't. So it's a commandment, right? Absolutely. So I want to hear your I want to hear your definition of command, because 
it's the same definition in John 15, 7 and 8 that it is in Matthew 28 and 19. It's no different. It's the same exact word yeah. that, that is used there. And it's the same exact meaning that is used in both of them. And even when Paul used a different word, it still has the same exact definition for command. And it never uses the term optional in there. Actually, it says it's a charge. You have to do this. Right. It's not optional. Right. It's not if you want to, if you right. think it's good. It is a charge. When you are charged to do something and you are not obedient and it's something that's mandatory, you are held accountable. Right. So when I look at the scripture and I look what Jesus charged them, he says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, <laughs> baptizing them. He didn't say there's an option. Why do you think Peter, he, he comes on the scene and says, repentance, remission of sin, baptism in Jesus name. Acts chapter uh, eight, you see Philip go and preach the gospel to the Samaritans. What's the first thing you see them do? They believe the gospel. They're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Acts chapter, uh, if you want to go to Acts chapter 11, when Peter's standing before the council, he said they received the Holy Ghost just like we did. What is he talking about? They repented. They was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. And if we want to see that, you can go to Acts chapter 10, verse 45 through 48, when he's talking about Cornelius. Next thing you see is Acts chapter 19. Peter, I mean, Paul comes to Ephesus. He stands there with John's disciple. They already been baptized. He says, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? They said, we didn't even believe there be such thing as the Holy Ghost. The next thing you know, he says, why? He says, how are you baptized? He puts emphasis on baptism. And then guess what he does? He baptizes them in Jesus name. And then if you want to keep going, well, you got first Corinthians where you just mentioned about baptism. You got first Peter 321 about baptism. You got Romans uh, 634 about baptism. When a baptism into, into his death. You got Ephesians four and five about baptism, but the the the, the first the first Peter three text isn't about water baptism, and neither is the Romans six one. Okay, okay, now, now hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You said the Romans six is not about water baptism, or the first Peter three. Okay, let's 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 go to Romans six first. Okay, you got something to prove. Well, well, well just to be fair, I don't think we prove that commandment isn't a work. No, you've, no, no. You've asserted it, but I I don't think you commanded it. Okay. Uh, but, and I'm still supposed to answer your question on what is a command. <laughs> you're right. I'm, I'm uh, no, you're good. Exactly you're good. Right. I okay. got excited. I'll no, you're up. fine. Act, a command uh, is something that God requires for men to obey. I mean, hold, if, on, if, hold on. One more time. A command is something that God requires men to obey. Hold on. You said, I want to make sure you said this right. Correct. You said a command is a requirement. Yep. That, that some of something that God requires man to obey. Yeah. So, so. A, a, a commandment okay. is something that God requires men to obey. And by men, mankind. Requires? Absolutely. You said require. I did. Okay, go ahead. I, I think you, I, so, so, because you got a little excited when I said requires. <laughs> so, no, let, let, I, no, you said it. I didn't say it. <laughs> I know, but I, I want to explain the conflation that I think I'm seeing, and I think some people have pointed I'm out. I'm just teasing with you, man. Go ahead. <laughs> you're good. You, you're, you're, you're conflating, um, what's required for salvation versus what God commands of his people. What's it? Hold on. What's the difference between what God commands and one scripture that you see that you will use pertaining to salvation versus the ones that I've used. It's the same. It's the same wait, word. Wait, what? I don't, I don't get the question. Now what matter of fact, let me, let me, let me listen to what you're going to say about God's command. I want to hear that first. Yeah, so so here's why I see that, see this is important. 
Uh, let me go to uh, Ephesians 2. Because uh -huh. this is kind of what I brought up earlier. Uh, Ephesians yes, 2. Ephesians. Let me start at verse 7. So that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Notice this. And this is not your doing. What is the not your doing? I would argue the grace, salvation, and faith. It, is that Ephesians 2, 8, and 9? That's correct. Okay, go ahead. I, I, I want to make sure. It is the gift of God. And let me read on because uh, this I think this is important as well. And something that yes, many, many people also, not when I say many people, not you, but... Uh, a lot of people like Ephesians 2, 8, but they don't read on. Um, it is the gift of God, not a result of works. That is not a result of something that God commands so that no one may boast for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God pre uh, prepared that beforehand that we should walk in them. So here's my position. Uh -huh. we're, we're not saved by works or anything God commands us to do, but God saves us as a free gift uh, as apart from anything we do. Once once we are saved, now God requires us or let, let me say it a different way. Once we are saved, we do walk in these works that God has commanded. Now, matter of fact, we now have the ability because Romans 8, 7 says we didn't even have the ability to obey God prior to salvation. Right. So how can works be uh, a, required to obtain salvation when we can never even gr get that anyway? We, we could never obey God to get salvation. And so that's my position on, hopefully this is full getting full circle justification, mm -hmm. free grace of free grace of God, sanctification, which, you know, trying to be, I, I think that's being conflated with justification, sanctification. No, it's your opinion. You, you, it's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate it. Sanctification is something God commands of us and that we grow in righteousness. We grow in holiness. Uh, but justification is that once for all declared, moment when he declares us righteous in his sight because of solely of what christ did not what we done now i agree with you it is absolutely so there is nothing that you can do to save yourself not baptism absolutely nothing no 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 absolutely nothing that you can do to save yourself so we agree now hold on okay oh, okay <laughs> sorry I, I got excited i got excited now, no there's nothing you can do. I, that's not my argument. There's nothing okay. you can do to save yourself. Absolutely nothing. It was because of the work of Christ and what he did that allowed us to be able to have a way to be saved. Right? That's because of what he did allowed us to be saved. I'm not trying to catch you up or anything. I'm just, I'm repeating. No, right? That's what he did allows us to have salvation. No. Right? What he did saved us. Not allowed us to be saved, but it saved us. Okay, I want to ask you a question. So if he didn't die on the cross, will we be saved? Absolutely not. So it's what I said. It's what he did that allowed us to be saved because we were not allowed to be saved before then. No, no, that's not right. That's right. That's, that's not true. Okay, then do me a favor. Do me a favor. If I have a question for you then. Okay. Were the disciples saved when they went to Jerusalem? No, here, here's what I do. Because you're saying no one was saved prior to the cross. Abraham wasn't no, no, saved? No, no, I didn't say that. I never said that. I absolutely never said that. I, never, I, I thought no, that's what I you were saying. Before the cross, no one was saved. No, that was under a different covenant. I said, no, no, no. We talked about the Philippians. I mean, not the Philippians. The man on the cross. We talked about that. I said, under the old covenant. You can go back and watch your video when it's done. Okay. Under the old covenant. I said, he will, he will consider to be saved under the old covenant. I said that in the beginning. 
when Jesus, after he died and he rose again, the Old, Old Testament covenant was not applicable anymore. That was the schoolmaster showing us how wrong we were, pointed us to Jesus. After Jesus came, died, and resurrected, he ushered in the new covenant. Mm -hmm. That's when he told them in Matthew 28 and 19, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them, I mean, and he said, teaching them whatsoever things I have commanded you. Next thing you know, we see them in the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8. He says, and ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now, can you be saved without the Holy Ghost? That would be my next question. So what 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 was done in Acts 2 was not um, was not saving. It was it, it, it was it was I, I would argue they were saved because salvation is, you know, believing in Jesus Christ. You, do you believe that salvation is multiple steps or watch this? Watch this, man. You just messed up. OK, I'm going to tell you the reason why you just messed up. Tell I me why. <laughs> I understand your point, but your point that you're saying right now, and that's for everybody that I would ever talk to pertaining to salvation. There is scripture to show that there were people that believed what God said and they were following God the best way they knew how. And they still were not considered saved until they had got filled with the Holy Ghost. And I got I got scripture to prove it. One hundred percent. Was Abraham filled with the Holy Ghost? No, but he was under the old covenant, buddy. We so so again, that. You, you, th this is what I mean when I say you, you have two different ways of salvation. You have old covenant way where uh, and then you have Are a there new, two different covenants. Oh, but hold on. This is what I'm explaining. OK, you, because you keep going. You keep saying no, but then you keep saying then you keep saying yes, because now in the new okay, covenant, let's, it's, let's it's, ba it's baptism. Then it's you know, you got to be filled with the Holy Ghost, which I'm, I'm sure you mean speaking in tongues and, uh, and all that, um, you know, so. There, there are two different ways of salvation from the old covenant yes. and new covenant. Yes. Yes. So, so that's yes. what I'm saying. H how is there two different ways when there's only one gospel? Okay. Now watch this. You would have essentially have, let me say this. I'm sorry. And I'll, and I'll, no, I'm listening. I'm okay, listening. Appreciate it. You essentially have to have two different gospels, an old covenant gospel and a new covenant gospel, but I'll let you now, continue. Now watch this under the old Testament. You had the prophets and you had the law. Am I right? That's correct. Are we still under the law? Uh, in what way? Are we still under the law to keep the law like they did? Let me just make it plain. It, it, it depends what you mean. It, I, I'm not trying to be the like, says hard we are on under you. The law of liberty, wherefore Christ had made us free. Okay. We are under the law of liberty. That's correct. Right. We are in the law of liberty. Now, I'm talking about Moses' law. As far as, are we under that Oh, law? absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay. Acts chapter 15, all the way down. The, the conversation was, the Jews said, you got to keep the law of Moses. You're up under the old covenant. What were they arguing for them to do to keep that law? What would the scripture say Paul said was happening? They what were arguing. The yeah, they were um, arguing that circumcision is necessary to be saved. And they were arguing the law and circumcision were necessary for salvation. <laughs> right. So. They were arguing that for salvation. So they were stuck under what they only knew. Paul comes and he speaks truth. But they and were they agree and says, up under this salvation, you ain't gotta do that. Am but I they right were, or but, am I wrong? But well, partially oh, because partially. How partially. About, well, how about let's go to the scripture? Yes. How about let's go Here's to why the I say partially. Because okay. the law was never the way of salvation in the old covenant. 
no, no, no. Right. I didn't say it was the way of salvation, but we were talking about how they were made right or as far as quote unquote salvation under the law. It was they had to follow the law. They had to be circumcised. They no, had to do what's right. no. So what did they what did they do then? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in the coming Messiah. So so that, so Abraham just believed and all of a sudden he was and, and, and hold on. Hold on. Yes. Hold on, hold on. Yes. <laughs> yes. So Abraham just believed and all of a sudden he didn't have to do no circumcision. Not for salvation. No. And, and let me let me let me prove my point. Hold on. Hold on. Let me. Let me uh, uh, okay, go it's ahead. Your, no, it's, it's your platform. Okay, I appreciate I, I, it because I, I think I, this is an important point because you said, well, Abraham just yes, believed sir. and it was like it was all good, right, so to speak, right? He's he's just all good. Well, that's what the Bible says. I, I want to read Romans four one through eight, right, and then I want you to remember your point because I, if it's something important, I, I want to get back to it and I want to and yes, I want to and I want to answer it. So uh, yes, Romans it. four, it it answers your man. I. I I don't know if you know how good your question was <laughs> because your the, your question is answered in Romans four. He says, what okay. shall we, what shall, what then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our father, according to the flesh for if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Notice this. Abraham believed God. And notice this, man, this is where I get passionate, bro. Sorry. Abraham no, believed no, no, God. Good. good. Okay, good. Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. His belief yes. accredited him his righteousness. Now, not only that, look at this. Verse four. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. Mm -hmm. Verse five. And to the one. So what well, Paul says, man, I love this. The gospel of free grace. And to the one who does not work, but believe in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted it as righteousness. Just as David also speaks of the blessing, or let, let me use that King James, just as David spake of the blessing <laughs> of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works. Let me let me just read two, these two verses right here. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count a sin. Though you want to be blessed? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ apart from any works you do. Now watch this. What you just read in scripture and scripture is absolutely right. Amen. If, if I was talking about the works that Abraham was trying to do himself, I was not. But any work, any work. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. It's my turn, right? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. The uh, floor is yours. Sorry. <laughs> What Abraham did was not according to himself. It was nothing that he did to justify himself. It was nothing that he could do to justify himself. Everything that he did was a commandment of God to do. And if he did not obey God and do those things, he would not have been in a position that he was in. Because scripture says, if they did not circumcise, they will be cut off. And let's let's see the actual, the, 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 the seriousness of God when Moses was under that same However you want to put it, like mandate to take. You didn't, you didn't circumcise your son. He almost got himself killed. All right. He almost got himself killed because he did not follow. He did not obey God. 
So I'm not talking about works as far as what they can do. Paul is talking about that here. It's not according to your righteousness or what you think is good or what you think justifies you. He says it is your believing in what God says do or what God says is coming or what God's word said it is in order for you when for, for you to be saved. And when you obey, when you now watch this. In Matthew 28, 19, I'll go back. He says, go ye therefore. Did the disciples believe Jesus when he said go? Yes, he did, because we see them in Jerusalem. Is that works? Absolutely not. If they would not have been there, they would not have received the promise. That was obedience. When he tells them to baptize and to teach, he commanded them. We see in Acts 2, they are teaching. They are commanded to do. It is not one scripture that you can go to where they're not teaching and they're not baptizing because they are commanded to. And a commandment requires obedience. If you don't obey God after he has commanded something, it is counted against you. But it was counted to Abraham for righteousness because of his obedience, not because of what he made himself right and what he was doing pertaining to the things of God. But it was because of his obedience to what God said. He said, I believe that God said the covenant must be in the foreskin of, of his people. So guess what? Not going to sit around and play around with it. I'm circumcised myself and I'm going to circumcise everybody <laughs> else here. Why? Because I believe what God says. I've seen God do the work. I've seen him not fail me. It was by his obedience that he was justified. Not by his own works. That's what Paul is saying here in Romans chapter 4. Bro, so you got to read you, it. You, you literally... Context, bro. <laughs> bro, I don't know if I've ever heard a literal flipping of the text upside down. Hey, bro, you know what? It's L not a flipping. It's proper context. He literally said, apart from any works, apart from any obedience, any law keeping. And you say okay. the reason why Abraham was justified was because he obeyed God. That's literally uh, not what happened. Go to, go to, I'll tell you what, if you said that wasn't ha what happened, go to, go to Hebrews chapter 11. But, but that'll help us out. Go to Hebrews 11. None of that says, hold, wait, wait, hold, hold on a second. Because. No, he, okay. But I want to, I mean, when you finish, I want you to go there because it's going to help us. With okay. You said Hebrews 11, okay. correct? That's yes, where we're going to go after this. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Here's, here's the conflation. Hold what, on before we go on. Okay. Go and ahead. I'll be an okay on your platform. Yeah. Yeah, man. You, okay. hey, hey, you know, no, you know what? How, how about this, man? We're going to give you a, we're going to give you a round of applause, man. Okay. You've been very, you, sure. yeah, man. I'm, no. Yeah. No one's accused you in the chat of obviously they disagree. Some people disagree. Some people yeah, agree. But you, you've been very respectful, man. So you're good. Thank you. You've been good. So I, I appreciate this. But um, again, I I'm not. So I'm not arguing people should live however they want. I'm not arguing you are free to disobey God's commands. I, I'm not arguing that. My argument is what Paul established in Romans four is that justification, the grounds, the grounds of justification is not our obedience. Let, let me read it again in Romans four uh -huh. to the now to the uh, Romans four, uh, Romans four, verse uh -huh. five. And to the one yes, who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, the, the, the one doesn't work. Right. He's this apart from his obedience. His faith is counted as righteousness. How? By his faith alone, uh, faith alone in Jesus Christ is what merited salvation. Uh, not not Christ plus our obedience. It's not Christ plus all the law keeping. It's our faith alone. Now, once we will believe, we are actually able. We're actually able uh -huh. to to uh, please God, obey God. I mean, this is essentially Paul's argument. In, in, man, I'll tell you, man. Romans has a soft spot in my heart. 
Romans three twenty eight, man. Romans three twenty eight. Yes. Uh, let me let me read that verse real quick. It's two seconds. Okay. I, I'm right there. Romans three twenty eight. For the one, for we hold that one is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. It's 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 apart from our law keeping, you know. And so I'll, I'll let you get the four. I know you said you wanted to go to Hebrews, so we can go there. No, but I want to ask you something. Who's keeping the law? What do you mean? Like saying, are you are you saying? Like on the New Testament, they still keeping the law. Is that what you're saying? Because I, I, you keep saying law keeping. Law keep. When I say law keeping, I'm saying anything God com. If God commands it, it's a law. If God says, okay, got it. I right? want to clarify it. Yeah. Because I was like, so I'm not. So I'm not even going back to uh, uh, mosaic law keeping. Because um, okay. we essentially okay. agree there, right? That no one's yes. saved by mosaic law keeping. But anything you, be if you want it to be right. Yeah. <laughs> so I would make the argument same for new new covenant law keeping, um, which I would argue Christ has done that on our behalf. This see, this is the beauty of substitutionary atonement that mm -hmm. I'm not going to stand up there on judgment day and God's going to be looking at me, the sinner. He's going to look at Christ, the righteous that uh, his righteousness that was imputed to me. Uh, this uh -huh. is a doctrine called the, the great exchange or some call it imputation. Um, this is so important on that aspect because there's there's everything you do is still tainted by sin because you are a sinner. So even your baptism, apart from faith in Christ, apart from Christ, right, <laughs> washing you, cleaning you up, is still filthy rags. You're, you, go, you know, going to church apart from Christ is filthy rags. That doesn't mean we don't obey God. Right. We still obey God, even though he's you obey. We obey, but not for yes. salvation, but not not to be made right with God. Well, we got to go back to Acts 2 now and address that because you keep saying salvation is not by obedience and what it was that they were required to preach. And you saying it's just by belief alone. But I want to prove to you. I read Romans that 4 that said so that. I, Romans 4 that said that. Huh? Romans 4 literally said that. Okay, then. I, okay, so if, if that's the case, are you saying Paul and Peter disagree and they have a conflict? Absolutely not. Let me explain okay. Acts chapter two, uh, because this this issue of uh... no 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 no, I'm not going to Acts chapter two. Okay, go ahead. Where are you going? Uh, -uh. where are you <laughs> I'm going? I'm not going to Acts two. First Peter I... three. Mm -mm. Let's go to Rome. I mean, not Romans. Uh, Acts chapter ten. Acts chapter ten. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Acts chapter ten. Let's look at Cornelius. That's right. All right. Uh, uh, one through eight. That's where you're uh, at. We can look at one through eight, but it's going to end up being probably it's going to the, the 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 whole. If you're going to look at it in a proper context, you're going to have to look at the whole scripture because sure. we're going to look at we'll look at Romans, um, Romans ten, uh, not Romans ten, Acts ten, and uh, and then also in Acts eleven pertaining to I think it's verse uh, twenty four fourteen or either twenty four dealing with Peter and when he's talking about uh, he's talking about Cornelius and the reason why he had to go down was to be saved. Uh. So. What, what, Acts chapter 10. Yeah, yeah. What verse are you speaking of? Okay. We just started verse 1. You know that it's going to speak about Cornelius praying and the angel of the Lord came to visit him right. in the hour of prayer. Mm -hmm. And the angel of the Lord told him, what? Are you there? You yeah, can, yeah. I'm we, there. We, I'm there. Okay. Okay. So we go and we see that the angel of the Lord came in mm -hmm. and he told him sin for one for Peter because Peter going to do what? Peter gonna tell him what he need to do. Okay. What does he tell him? He said what he need to do. All right. Okay. So they go down. The men go down. Peter has a trance. He get, he finally understands it when he get to Cornelius' house. 
because he said I ain't never ate anything on Commodore or Unclean. Mm-hmm. Commodore or Unclean. Mm-hmm. He finally understands when he gets to Cornelius' house. He goes to Cornelius' house and says, <laughs> basically, pretty much, I'm a paraphrase here. What do you want? Cornelius explains to him, look, this is what happened. Peter, Peter begins to teach or preach, however you want to look at it. And then he begins to expound on the word. And while he was yet expounding on the word, the scripture says the Holy Ghost fell on them. And he said, all of a sudden, the people that were Peter, it was like, Peter, do you see what's going on? The scripture says the Holy Ghost fell on them. They began to speak in tongues. And all of a sudden, the scripture says they have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. And then the scripture says, Peter says, I see that God is not a respecter person. Can any man forbid water that these men should be baptized? They had already been baptized with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now they're physically being baptized in water because Peter says, can any man forbid these man water they should baptize? And he commanded them. Didn't make it optional. Didn't say this is by works. He said he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord, which is in Jesus name. All right. Let's go to uh, Acts chapter 11 around verse 14 or 24. And I said that to prove to, to, to make a point. Acts chapter 11. Acts chapter 11, I think it's verse 14 or 24. Acts chapter 11. All right. Uh, All right. We're going to start at verse 13, right? Okay. He says, and he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house, which stood and said unto him, send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter. Verse 14. Who shall tell thee words well by thou and all thy house shall be saved. All right. Before we know Cornelius prayed, the scripture said there's a, uh, he, he gave alms. There was a memorial came before the Lord. The Lord sent an angel to him and said, based on paraphrasing, but man, you're doing some good stuff down here. I want to make sure you get the truth. He didn't tell him what he needed to do to be saved. He sent for Peter. When Peter talked to him and he began to preach to him, he never said, the only thing you got to do is believe and you'll be saved and, you know, just trust in the things of God or whatever. The scripture says the Holy Ghost fell on him while he was telling him about the things of God. They spoke in tongues. They were baptized in Jesus' name. Acts chapter 11 says, Peter says, they were saved after this. <coughs> Didn't say that they were saved before this. Said they were saved. He came down to tell them what they must do to be saved. Another scripture is Acts chapter well, 8. Well, 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 t- time out. Because yes. I, I, I'm reading this a little differently than you just read it. I want, I want to hear your, I want to hear your, your point. Because uh, let me start verse at 13, 14. And he says, uh, this is Paul, spe- or sorry, not Paul, uh, Peter. Peter speaking, right? He's been speaking mm-hmm. to Gentiles, right? He's in the city of Joppa, uh, right? He, he's, he kind of is going back and explaining his uh, vision that just happened. Well, he's standing before the, he's standing before the Sanhedrin now. Yes, he's yes. He's called in by the Jews. Yeah. Uh. Where is that at? Oh, yeah, yeah. Verse two, he says that, right? He's uh, talking yes. to the uh, citizen party, c- circumcision party. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 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 explaining to them the vision, right? He just received in the last chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, verse 10, this happened three times. Always run up and go to heaven. And behold, at this moment, very moment, three men arrived at the house in which we were uh, sent to me from Caesarea. And so uh, and the spirit told me to go with them, making the, no distinction. These six brothers are. Also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. And he told us how he had seen the angel stand stand in the house and say, uh, mm-hmm. "Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter." 
uh, and this is the, uh, he will he will declare you a message by which you will be saved, you and your household. So this is a message that's going to be said to him. Right. And so I don't, I don't know why you said that 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 message was baptism. No, no, no. I didn't say that message was baptism. I said while Peter was preaching to them, the Holy Ghost fell on them. They spoke in tongues. And then he said, I see. He said, I, I see that God is not a respectful person. And he said, can any man forbid these men water that they should be baptized? And he baptized them in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's what I said. That's scripture. Okay. So, so, so okay. maybe, maybe even better. It was the message which saved them, not the bat, not the act. Where? That's literally what it says in verse 14. Okay. He, go back he, hold on. Wait, go hold on. Let, let's, let's read the message. What he let, was telling him. Let me read it. Let me, let me read verse 14. Okay. He would declare you a message by which you will be saved. He doesn't say what was he... his message. What was the message? Let's go back. Let's go to chapter 10. What was the message? Let's go back. Uh, verse 36. Let me start at verse 34. So Peter opened his mouth and said, truly, I understand that God shows no partiality, as you said, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. Verse 36. As for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through uh -huh. Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of all. So I would I would I would fundamentally argue that the, the message that was saved through was the preaching of the good news of peace through Jesus Christ. I never said it wasn't the good news. So we agree, baby. No, we agree on that part. <laughs> but that wasn't But, but that, that was the message that saved him. No. He no? was not saved before then. He was not saved before then. Okay, then if you think if you if you really think that Acts chapter eight, if you think that saves him, <laughs> do you think that, that, but that people, so so you think by believing people are just saved? I believe by belief Romans four that a man is justified. Yes, apart from anything they do, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so if that's the case, then you believe that you believe that the disciple was saved before they got the Holy Ghost. In Acts chapter one, if that's what you believe, no, you believe, no, no, uh -huh. no, no. So, wait, no, no, no. You, I you, you question earlier, you didn't you, answer you, it, but what you just said. Let's let's you just said. let's say I Go do. Ahead. Let's say Go I ahead. do. Let let let's say I did. What? How does that change Romans four? That faith apart from works is what justifies us. Okay, so if that was the case, they were some powerless. No, no able to witness saved individuals. Oh, that's f fine. Who? I mean, who cares at the end of the day? They're saved. <laughs> no, they're not. They, that's what Romans I four says. Hold up, let's clarify that. I, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> I did not agree with that. I, I know, but your your sarcasm is actually what the text says. No, it's not. That they're saved apart from any works they do. Okay, then when you go to Acts two, and they're preaching to them, and the scripture said in Acts two and forty one, he said when Peter was preaching to them. He said, they did gladly receive the word were baptized. And then he says, at yeah. the end, the Lord added to the church daily as such should be saved. Absolutely. Right? Over what? 2,000 so, were added that day, so, right? So, over 3,000. Yes. Over 3,000. Correct. So we know for a fact, right then and there, the message that he gave and uh, after they asked him what should they do to be saved in verse uh, 37, he gave them the message in Acts 2.38, which was repent. And he says, then Peter said unto them, repent. And be ye baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It was not, well, you just believed and you already saved. Peter could have told them that. He could have told them that. Matter of fact, if you go down to, uh, if you look at uh, Acts chapter 8, when Philip came on the scene, 
The scripture says before they even was baptized, they was and he said they believed. But the, when Peter came down, guess what he says? None of them had the Holy Ghost. Why did he? Why did he? Here's here's why they were baptized. Here's why they were baptized because they were baptized into Christian baptism. Not just Judaism, not old covenant baptism. I, I I think we would agree on this point here. So no, I didn't I didn't I didn't say, I didn't say they was baptized into old Judeo's. Uh, no 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 no. I, I'm saying okay. the 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 new covenant believers were were baptized into new covenant, uh, right into Christianity, into into Christ, right into his death, his burial, his resurrection. It was specifically Christian. Uh, what what it meant to in the in the in, in early times what to get baptized. You were getting baptized into them, right? You were getting baptized into them. You were saying, this is my Lord, this is my follower, I'm going to follow them, right? Uh, baptism is... is um, First Peter 3 and 21, it says it. What yeah, let, let's, let, let's go there, let's go there. It's a good. It's, a, it's not the putting away of the flesh, it's the good conscience toward God. Let's go 3 there. and 21. Yes, yes, yes. I I'm know very, exactly what it says. Yeah, okay, I, I, I figured. <laughs> um, I'll start at verse 20 just, just to back up one verse, but... It okay. says, because they formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the days of Noah, well, the ark was being prepared in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through water. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, mm -hmm. as an appeal to the to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so, man, I, I actually struggle to see why people think this is actually about water baptism. What is it about then? Because read yes. the next verse. Yes, yes, Hold yes. On, read the next verse. Tell me what it's about. Uh, verse 22. Now, well, I'll keep reading down when he says, or is it before then when he compared, uh, to my, uh, there was going through, I talk about that he said Noah, about eight souls were saved and, mm -hmm. and, and by water. Mm -hmm. So if, if, do you want, if you want me to go up a little bit? Oh. Yeah, you can okay. go up a little bit. Okay. I, uh, I wasn't even there. I was just letting you read it. All right, so I'll, I'll start at verse 18. How about that? So just for context. Okay. For yes. Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous. So good that he might bring us to God, but but are being put to death in the flesh. He made alive in the spirit in which he mm -hmm. went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison because they formally did not obey when God's mm -hmm. patience waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared in which a few mm -hmm. that is eight persons were brought safely through water. Baptism, mm -hmm. which corresponds to this now saves you not as a removal okay. of dirt from the body but as an appeal to god for a good conscience through the resurrection of jesus christ <coughs> excuse excuse you oh thank you no problem did so, you look up that greek word for baptism there i could look it up but it's that, baptism up not yeah, yeah. Okay. that's yeah but but that's not the issue that's not my okay, issue but, no it's not my issue either but because I, I know they were baptized by water your issues you got to prove that they were not <laughs> whose you you said that you said that you I heard you say earlier in your conversation, you said, why do people think that was baptism by water? And I'm like, if they don't, it's not a reason for them to think when the scripture absolutely says. It here, was. Here, here's why it's not water baptism being talked about in verse 21, because he says Let baptism, which corresponds to you to this. He's talking. So one, he's talking now about typology because he's talking about a, a comparative. But nevertheless, I'm going to even prove it even further. He said baptism, baptism now saves you. Right. Let's 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 take yes, out sir. the correspondence part. Not as okay. a removal of dirt. He's he's going further to show. I'm not talking about the thing you do when you get dunked, which kind of proves immersion. But nevertheless, I'll, I'll even keep going further. But as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
Paul mm. or Peter is, t- is 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 talking. He's talking about what baptism symbolizes, not baptism itself. Now That's what he's this. clearly talking about. Now hold on, bro. Hold on. Did you really just say he's talking about, about what baptism symbolizing, and then you just said it wasn't of water? Did you really just say that? Yeah, because the symbolism of baptism isn't water baptism. It, the what what baptism means is not the act itself. Okay, I got a question for the you. The act points so if, to something else. Okay, so do me a favor. Correct. When they were baptized in Acts chapter ten, what we just read, mm-hmm. they were filled, they were, they had the baptism of the Holy Ghost first. Were they water baptized afterwards? Yes. Acts chapter eight. A- everyone, you'll bring up. Yes. How about that? Let's speed okay. it up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for 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 because I was like I don't I don't do I want to go through all the scriptures, but I'm like I don't want to seem like I'm I'm being. That person, when you know, I want to, I want to, I think I know he knows my point, but I don't want to, you know, just, ugh, you know what I mean. Right. So, um, we know that. I mean, and even in the scripture, uh, what is it? John chapter three, verse one through six, when Cornelius is like, "Cause I'm be born again." Jesus, said, <coughs> how how must a person be born again? Right. He said, "Of what water and of spirit." Let's go there. What, what water was he talking about there? Was he talking about spiritual water or physical water? Let's, let's go there. It's high door. I've already been there. I know exactly what it is. The Greek word for it is high door. It's the stuff you drink. Okay, let's let's get there. <laughs> yes, sir. John chapter 3. Oh, yes, sir. Third John. Hold on. John chapter 3 verse, I mean, you can start at verse 1, but it's 1 through 6, I think. He's talking that's, to that's Nicodemus. Correct. I think I said Cornelius, but Nicodemus. No, I, I knew what you meant once you guys started explaining. I got you, yeah. bro. I'm not, I'm not going to be hard on that. <laughs> Uh, I was like, I'm like, man, come on, man. That was just, that was, that was messed up on the screen. I got you, I got you. It happens. I've done stuff like that too, man. Uh, I'll start at verse three because that's kind of like where it really starts. Unless you want me to. Okay. Uh, Verse three, Jesus answered him. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus Mm -hmm. said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter his, his, enter a second time into his mother womb and be born? Obviously, he missed the point, right? Uh, I think we right. both agree there. He did. Jesus answered, truly, truly. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. We we, we making some ground-shaking rule right there. <laughs> he, he missed the point. Right. He missed the point. We both agree. Verse 5, Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear it sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it mm-hmm. goes. See, so it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. And so it, yes. it, it is your your position that um, the the water there is literal water. Absolutely. And this is the reason why Jesus tells them in Matthew 28, 19, go ye therefore and teach all nations. <laughs> baptize them. He uh, this was a prophecy was that was to be fulfilled here. We know for a fact that. Nicodemus could not be baptized. He couldn't be baptized with the Holy Ghost because in John uh, 7 and 37 through 39, Jesus said the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So we know for a fact here in verse in chapter three, verses one through six, he's talking about something that's to come. But right then, in the, when he's talking about it and you look up those words, that word water, there is high door. It is talking about uh, uh, water and rivers, fountains, pools and different things. It's talking about physical water. So when he said a man must be born of the water and of the spirit, that is not something that he he just said, okay, baptism of the Holy Ghost. He says, 
water in another spirit. So would he be baptized in the Holy Ghost and born of another spirit? No, it was water and he was baptized also of the Holy Ghost. So either Jesus was wrong in what he was saying, and we know for a fact he's absolutely not, or there's a there's a misunderstanding. It would be on your behalf, not mine, because he says be born of the water and of the spirit. And I mean, we could bring, we could bring clarity to it. And it like I said, my stance, I you know, I, I see what the scripture says. You will have to prove your stance according to the scripture and how and why it is that you say it is not baptism according to water when he says water and spirit there. Where is Jesus quoting from? Or, allu quoting or from? Allu alluding from? I'll say alluding. Where is, where is he alluding from? Yes. Well, I just told you he was speaking prophetically of what's to come. Okay, then show me that he wasn't and right. I'll show you that he was. Okay, I'll show you. I'll show you where Jesus is alluding to an Old Testament text. Go ahead. I'm not, I'm not, I'm never saying he's not, he's not alluding to Old Testament okay. text. But when he's speaking to Nicodemus here, he is speaking for what's to come. And I'm going to tell you, if you, if you think I'm, if you think I'm lying, go ahead. I, I'll, All right. I'll <laughs> All right. So when he talks about being born of the water and the spirit, Jesus is alluding to a text in Ezekiel 36. I'm not sure if you're familiar okay. with it. But, Ezekiel um, 36, let's go there. That's correct. Let's go there. Okay. Ezekiel 36, starting mm -hmm. at verse uh, 25. Verse 25. That's correct. Let's go there. He okay. says, I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleanliness, and from all your idols I, I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put in with you. And I will remove the heart of stone from you flesh and give you heart of flesh. Man, it sounds very similar to John 3, all this language. And I will give no, it doesn't. <laughs> okay, no, it well, doesn't. Okay. Okay, I'll no, explain why. And I'll put I'll my... Explain what that so I'll explain what that sounds familiar with right there. It sounds more familiar with, um, what is it? Uh, I think Jeremiah 31, when he said about what? the, he said, I'll move the, the, the stony heart and give you a heart of flesh. That's correct. That sounds more familiar Here, with that. Here's, here's the point. Here's the point. And here's why I say it sounds uh, familiar to John 3. They're both explaining the same thing. Jesus is talking about regeneration, and so is Ezekiel. Ezekiel is explaining the new heart. So if you want to be hyper-literalistic, you would... Mm -hmm. Hyper-literalistic. Go ahead. Uh, I know you be throwing those words. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean it as an insult, but that's the only best way I can explain it. No, you no, know? no, I understand. Okay, saying, I, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate it. Like I said, I'm being... I'm, I'm trying to, you know... I like to laugh and, and be, you know, and, well, even improving a serious point, right. I still like to keep a cordial conversation between me and the in individual I'm having a dialogue Same. with. I don't like that, you know, people, some people get all mad and offensive and have some animosity and all this right. stuff. And I'm like, you know what? If I never see this brother again, man, I still want him. I still want to be able to have a good conversation with him, even though we disagree. Absolutely. Stuff, it, and, I, that means it still don't mean that you're not a decent person. Right. And I, I, I don't like when people do that because it's at the end of at the end of the day. I never know what you may come back to me and say, hey, Pat, let me look you back up. I read some stuff. I found some things. What do you think about this? Hey. Right. And so, and, and I'll say, man, the, uh, you know, the conversation, man, has been very, very cordial. Yeah, we're, we're conversating. We're, we're joking, having yes, fun. Sir. But it, it, has, it has not crossed the line. So I appreciate it. No. But here, here's why I think I believe the text is alluding to uh, John. And many, many commentators, many scholars also agree that this is allusion back. It's not a direct citation. Uh -huh. But it's but it's allusion back to Old Testament text like Ezekiel uh, thirty six, when he says, "I will sprinkle clean water on you." Do you believe that's literal water? No. Okay, so the water <laughs> no. is symbolic. So it's it's not absurd it to have it water is. being symbolic, right? 
and notice yeah. notice what this water is doing right it's, cleansing. it's cleansing them mm-hmm. just like in john 3 just like in john 3 one is born in the water and the spirit the you know uh it's it's speaking of a regeneration it's speaking... i was like you I know, I know you don't think i'm thinking that they're literally born of the water right <laughs> I th- I thought when you said one is born of water, you're saying that's speaking of baptism. When it speaks about ba- it, when it's speaking about being born of the water, it is symbolic to baptism. That's what it's speaking about. When a person is being born of the water, okay, watch this. When what does baptism symbolize? It it symbolizes the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. So when Roman you come 6. out of that baptism, all right, you die to yourself. And you're supposed to come out in the what? The newness of life, right? That's what's in, in Romans chapter four, I think, or three or four. Paul talks about that. Romans six. This is the death. You're being buried with Christ in baptism so you can actually identify with his death. And then all of a sudden, and another scripture, he speaks about being raised in a newness of life. All right. So when a person is born of the water and of the spirit, how else are you born of the water and of the spirit? Because baptism. Because you believe it. You believe you a person born of the spirit when they receive the Holy Ghost, right? Right. Even so- though it's symbolic. What's symbolic? Did? When a person received the Holy Ghost, is that born of the Spirit? Yes. That's so not the symbolic it... act. What's symbolic is the baptism which points to that act. Wait a minute. So he's speaking, he's speaking about one spiritual and one, one physical and one symbolic in, 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 Rome, in John 3? So, so let's go back That's to That's what it. you just said. Unless one is born of the water and of the Spirit. So it's, it, this, is being, this is born again language. Okay, the now the water this. is not physical. Uh, so in one sense, the water is not physical, neither is the you spirit. Must, you, you couldn't have looked up that word. <laughs> you couldn't have looked <laughs> okay. up that word. Let, let me do something. Okay. Because y- y- you're saying because the ask. word water means water, then that means it's it can't be spiritual. Right. And my thing is this. After that, okay. I have a question for you pertaining to where we're talking about the water and uh, of the spirit. Hold on. Let me let me let me look something up. Okay. Because. Uh, keep, keep looking it up. I'm going I'm to yeah. uh, check on my sons right quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <coughs> Jeremiah and Gabe, you guys good? Sorry, man. Okay. I'm struggling through this. Stand up, stand up for I want to look up the, the Hebrew out. word for water in Ezekiel 3625. Okay, I'm good. All right, you're back. Yes. Just checking on my sons, man. Hey, right, man. Sure good. I, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I'm trying to do something here. Uh, okay. Do, 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 do. Oh, maybe here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um. Okay. No, that's not it. I'm I'm looking up this word in the Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Um. Because you said what? What was the Greek word in uh? Hydor. Hydor. Mm-hmm. I think it's nine oh eight. The John, Greek word is nine oh eight. I think. Yeah, I'll look it up in the Greek here. Uh, John okay. three in the Greek. I know a little Greek. I don't. I just know how to look it up. Hey, that's a hey, that's 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 good still. <laughs> yeah, my thing is, I, I tell people, um. A lot of people, you know, they were like, oh, what is the Hebrew? I'm like, well, no, I think it's really, really good to understand how I was written, like where it originated from, for you to be able to to kind of like be able to look back and have at least some type of understanding of what it is that the scripture is saying. Because a lot of people read right into it and they'd be like, well, the scripture says uh, cleanliness is next to godliness. And I stand back and scratch my head and I was like, can you please show me that? And right. they can't find it. And I was like, it ain't in there. Stop. 
please, you know. Uh, the word is hudatas. The reference here is to 5204 in the Strong's Greek. And where, I'm re- you, where are you looking at? Uh, I'm looking on BibleHood.com. But uh, um, but the the Strong's Greek is uh, 5204. What what reference did you give? I'm looking at the Greek word uh, for for water, which is hydor. <laughs> Let me but see. The word used is hydatos. Mm, not not the word that I'm seeing. I'm looking at you know genete ek hydatos kai numatos udunatai. That's that's the word. Looking. That's the word used here. What did you say? It's 5204? 5204, that's correct. Yeah, right. No, no, no. I thought you were saying you were saying for baptism at first, but no, no, that's right. 5204. Okay. So yeah. I'm gonna read what I'm reading on my screen, okay? Okay. And it says uh, Strong's Greek, 5204, water. Mm-hmm. And it says yes. and, and it's a genitive case. That's hudatas. It says uh-huh. from the base of uh hutas, uh-huh. uh water literally or figuratively. Uh-huh. But what? But keep reading it now. Where it says, right here, the biblical usage: water of water, rivers, fountains, and pools. Then it says of the water of the Doge. Then it says of water of any earth's uh, repositories. Right. Of the water and the primary element out of the uh, which the world was before the Doge, before the Doge arose and was compacted. The wave of the <laughs> sea, uh, figurative, figuratively used mm-hmm. of many people. You got like five or six definition before it even get down to that one and it lets you know what water is talking about representing water and well, if you want to go down to you want to go down to Thayer's Greek lexicon you can also find other definitions and scriptures actually that it highlights speaking about the word water and its usage here in the scripture the the, the point I'm going to the, for there is to show that it can be used in the manner which I'm speaking of which I okay, thought now, I thought you were saying was no it's not even possible it's only speaking no, of no, no, literal I didn't say that. okay that's, no, that's I what I thought that. Okay, no, what I was saying was for for that term, I know for a fact he's talking about water there. And that's why I said I need to ask you a question afterwards. Now, if if he was not really ta- if he was not talking about water here being born of the water and of the spirit, and after he goes and he makes another statement and says, and uh what do you that's in John, and you can look in John, you can look at Matthew, he said, Repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name beginning at Jerusalem. He says, uh Go ye therefore teach all nations, baptizing them. And when when we see the Holy Ghost come on the scene, we immediately, not later, we immediately see Peter preaching repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, and in the film of the Holy Ghost. Not 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 baptism of, of the Spirit and baptism of the Spirit. He's talking about water, being baptized in water, and being baptized. Now, <laughs> even if you look at Acts chapter eight with uh with with the Ethiopian eunuch, we know that he says, "Here's water. What forbids me to be baptized?" Everywhere they went, there was a body. There was a body of water, or some type of water, where they could take them down, and they baptized him in Jesus' name. Everywhere that they went, Peter even says in uh, Acts ten and 40, 48, he said, "What forbid water that these should be baptized?" So there's so many different scriptures that illustrate and actually point to water uh, baptism physically and people being water baptized. I mean, not water baptized, being baptized of the Holy Ghost in the same exact scripture. So that's my point. It would be you would have to prove that that was not actually water there um, in comparison to the Holy Ghost that them receiving either before they got baptized or either after they got baptized. 
But I, that's my stance, according to the scripture from studying and actually looking at the scripture in proper context. There, it was a physical water baptism, and there is the baptism of the Holy Ghost that was actually um, practiced every time they actually dealt with people pertaining to salvation. That's my stance on that because of what the scripture says. All right, yeah. Uh, as you see, I'm over here about to die over here, man. Uh, so I might uh, end it soon, man. So no, no, no. It's it's perfectly fine if you want to end okay, it soon because cool. uh, I gotta give her, I gotta give my children prepare okay. for bed whenever we finish this. So my thing is respectfully, I understand that, and like I said, I mean, I really appreciate you know, like I said, you you know, you coming to the to the platform, presenting your your case and stuff, and respectfully doing so because like i said if you was trying to be all crazy with it i'd have been like yeah, <laughs> well and, and let me this is i'll speak to the audience here um uh I'm, I'm glad that you know uh i know some people were kind of you know making jokes or you know they're kind of being humorous as we kind of were as on you know but yes. um I, I hope you guys saw something good in this where, where are the what side you're on like man two people uh people know my channel i try to do this often um you know, I try to have people who disagree with me and we have a discussion, you know. So, um, yes, I hope that was mannered in a way that was like, you know what? They disagreed. But at the end of the day, they were respectful and I'll take time to study and look up their, um, you know, their positions. And so mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm good with that, man. If you are as well, man, like you we, absolutely we operate absolutely. in a way according with scripture and we'll leave yes. the people to you know do their own research do their own studying and uh hopefully you know come to the truth on what the bible says not what i say not what you say uh yes and so man any last words man i mean like you said i would tell anybody don't take my word for it absolutely look at the scripture for yourself do what second timothy 2 and 15 said study to show yourself approved to god a workman that need not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth um make sure when you're reading the bible or whatever you're not reading with a, a mental block as far as I know everybody comes to the table with presuppositions and semantics on what they think and what they believe and all that stuff. But when it comes down to it, the scripture reigns true and it says the word of God is going to stand in the end. So uh, with that being said, thank you, everybody, for for, for participating, for being out here. Um, I, some of the funny comments some people were saying, I expect that um, I have a YouTube channel. So I already know that people do stuff with that and they hey, hey man give, give your give your youtube channel just in case people want to uh, check out your videos my youtube channel is called embracing everyday realities it is just uh a nice channel sometimes i talk about things pertaining to the scriptures but i talk about things pertaining to everyday life because i have children wife and and uh some people you know i know that they they don't have that to come home to and they just need that you know an encouragement to be like you know what i can't make it in this day in society regardless of what's going on but i also let them know look this is what i do i believe in the things of god i put god first and if you want to learn more about that then they can follow me other than that it's just normal talking just different things that is beneficial to the everyday person we yeah, are human absolutely. you know we can't lose our humanity right man yeah. i appreciate you patrick man we got each other's email hopefully we'll be in contact with each other man and yes uh, sir man i appreciate you being respectful man this went better than what i could even imagine and so Thank yes, you for your, uh, thank you for acting in a, in a gracious manner and a patient manner and, and just being cordial with me. I appreciate that, man. Yes, sir. That's why I like to pray before we do things. Cause there I see a lot of people come on live. They don't pray and they start fussing and stuff. Right. So, <laughs> so, but yeah, man, thank you so much, man. And I appreciate it. And like I said, you know, have a good night, man. All right. You too, Patrick. All right. Thanks. Yep. Yes, sir. Hope y'all enjoy the convo, man. I'm over here dying, man. My wife's like, come to bed. <laughs> <coughs> 
I've had this crazy cough like the last few days, like the last week, man. I can't not shake. I feel fine. I don't feel sick. Um, I don't know what it is. How about this? I end with one verse. I end with one, one verse for you, okay? Uh, Titus 3, I saw someone already mentioned, right? Uh, but when the goodness and loving kindness of our Savior appeared, he saved us. Not because of works done in us in righteousness, but according to his mercy. I mean, both of these contradict his positions, I, I would believe. By the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. So here, the washing the water is literally talked about as of regeneration. And so I wanted to get to that verse. I want to make sure I got to that. Um, and so someone said part two. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I hope y'all enjoyed it, man. Um, and so, man, I, I, I wanted to get on there and show like, man, just <laughs> someone said it's that water. <laughs> now, hey, I'm only drinking regular water today. <laughs> I got to stay hydrated, man. Yeah, man, let me end this, man, before I die. I've done two lives today. They've been almost three hours of videos. Y'all got enough for uh, a couple days of watching if y'all want to. I'll see if I go live tomorrow, see how I feel. Pray for my health. Uh, just pray for, yeah, pray for, um, can we get baptized in the metaverse? <laughs> can you get saved in the metaverse is the real question. I, I don't even know how that works. That works. But yeah, let me end it, man, for for uh for y'all see uh, this video goes really viral with me like passing out or something. <laughs> y'all know how we do it. Till the next time, grace and peace. Grace and peace, y'all. Grace and peace, saints. Grace and peace. Till the next time, y'all. Grace and peace.